Well, hello and welcome to the Catherine Plano podcast, where we share tips, tricks, tools, and strategies that you can implement in your life for massive improvements. Every week, we have change instigators, compelling creators, and interesting humans who are breaking the cycle of convention and redefining success one mission at a time. So join us here every week for new lessons on how to lead a life that matters, how to escalate your life after failure, and how to inject more meaning, connection, and resilience into your life. Now let's jump into your weekly dose of practical goodness. Have you ever felt overwhelmed by trying to do too many things at once? Well, with this week's guest, Mahima, she shares her own journey and asks us to consider what would it feel like to focus on a singular path and achieve mastery in that area? And how can we overcome negative beliefs that hold us back from unlocking our unique superpower? Mahima reminds us that our souls hold the key to unleashing our potential and invites us to explore our passions and unique gifts to cultivate inner peace and fulfillment in our lives. Throughout the interview, Mahima exudes warmth and wisdom and encourages us to take actionable steps towards our goals. So are you ready to embark on a journey of self-discovery and find your inner peace? Join us now as we deep dive into Mahima's inspiring insights and practical tips for living a fulfilling life. Enjoy. Well, today I'm super excited about our guest. We have the beautiful Mahima. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. What a joy to be here. I'm ecstatic. I'm excited. I can't wait to have this beautiful um, time with you, Catherine, and your amazing audience. Thanks for this opportunity. No, it's, it's, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. And the way that we love to start the show is we always love to ask our guests this story. So Mahima, what's your story? What inspired you to do what you do today? I would say I found my calling, or, or maybe even I would say it found me. And that happened almost uh, more than two and a half decades ago. And it happened in an ashram in India. It happened um, after I was divorced from my first husband. And a friend suggested that I go to India because I was, I was very messy, like mentally and emotionally. And this person had been a long time involved in this ashram and these meditations in India. I didn't know anything about that. You know, these, this is in like 1993, back in Zimbabwe. Okay. People didn't go to ashrams in India. Okay. <laughs> there was no internet. There was no mobile phones. There was no like Google search ashram in India. Right. So, so it was very random and bizarre that my life took me there. And that's why I believe in these things. I believe that things will find you and you just need to embrace them when they find you. So, 
you know, I was in my first ever meditation. I had this uh, transcendental experience, which means I had an awakening. I, I realized in the meditation a part of myself that that uh, that was peaceful, that was kind, loving, soft, gentle. I, it, I just felt well inside of my own skin. And I hadn't felt that way consciously um, up to that point. So because I believe that we're not connecting to something new when we have these experiences, we're just reconnecting with ourselves, the self that we, you know, were born as and and that you know the pure human nature of love which is i think in the core of every human and you can see that as children right they just run around so carefree present in the moment they're generous with their with their love and 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 so forth and you know at least when they haven't yet already been a little screwed up from <laughs> the society and their surroundings right so when they're just really in that natural form so i was um Yes, I was just there with uh, with this uh, open heart. I didn't was looking for anything. I didn't go searching for anything over there. And once uh, I had this experience, I decided I was going to stay in India and figure this stuff out. So I stayed for 18 months in India, um, you know, trying to figure out what had happened to me in this first meditation. I hung out with two different uh, teachers. One was out of his body and was just his tribe over there. And the other one was still in his body. And so when I met this uh, teacher that was still in his body, he already told me when he met me after uh, in my first meeting, he said, you are going to teach, uh, he said, you are going to teach inner peace. And I was like, okay. I was 23 years old and I, I knew that I loved meditation because from the moment I did it, it was, you know, something I could sit and do for hours. Hours and hours of meditation were just natural for me from the beginning. And so um, so he kind of planted the seed inside of me. And later on, when he passed away, I knew that I'd learned enough to share what I learned because it had transformed me so so much. So I just started teaching with 27 years old. I'm 52 right now. And so that was the beginning of my um, great love affair with personal growth. I love that story. It's beautiful. And so when you're talking about inner peace, what is the inner peace work? We hear about it all the time and everyone has their own uh, um, expression of what inner peace is. So for me, inner peace is the ability to rest inside of the moment, to take your attention out of the past, to take your attention out of the future, and just be completely present with yourself and what is happening right now. It is the ability to feel um, beyond your conscious mind, so beyond your thoughts an identification with your name and your story, right? So that is one part of you. And that part, the I, the me, the ego is like a wave. But then there's the whole ocean and your soul, your spirit that came into this world with nothing and that's going to leave this world with nothing. That is your spirit. And when you can connect to that aspect of yourself, you whatever's happening externally, with people or places or situations, 
you can be at peace inside of yourself with what's happening. So inner peace is not just everything's going well in my life, so I feel amazing. It's beyond the external movements of chaos, uh, abundance, uh, you know, all the, the external factors. So it's an internal game. It's your birthright. Inner peace is your birthright. It's your human nature outside of the thinking mind or beyond the thinking mind. Yeah. But how does one do that? Because I know for myself, I do a lot of meditation, but it has taken me a long time to get to where I am. And so I can relate to what you were talking about, that sense of bliss where there is no form, there is no body, there is no Catherine, there just is whatever this bliss I am um, uh, experiencing. But it's one of those things that takes practice. So what's your trick? Because I know the mind, the ego mind, doesn't stop, doesn't stop chattering. So what's your trick to, to, and I know lots of people have lots of trouble meditating because of that. The mind does not stop. Yeah. So um, I, I, I'm not a, like, I don't need to use the word meditation, although it is a good thing to describe this whole thing. Right. But there's two factors to this. One is if you want to shorten the time it's going to take for you to learn to, I call it quiet the monkey, right? Train the monkey, train the monkey. Okay. You can train the monkey to sit down. Here's a banana and shut it. Okay. I want to be with my kids now. I, I want to be, I don't want to feel any guilt. I don't want to feel anything pulling me in any way. I just want to be here and give my kids all of my presence and attention, right? Because for me, meditation is also outside of the practice. The practice is like starting the engine, right? So the meditation practice is starting the engine to, to rest inside of your spirit. And the, the real meditation is going out in the world and staying centered, grounded, and focused, right? And being able to stay present in the moment. So that is also meditation for me, right? So it's not just the act of sitting and quieting your mind. It is how do you move in the world with a quiet mind, right? And, and can you bring that presence to each thing that you're doing and all the situations that you flow in? So you need a teacher. You need a teacher to help you um, to go faster. You need someone who's walked along the path and can give you hacks, can give you guidance. You need a tribe, a community of other people that have been struggling with meditation and, and then can tell you stories of, I don't struggle anymore. But yes, when I first started, it was very, ch- but now I feel so much peace. I was a, and and they tell their stories and share their 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 you know their 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 transformation. So those two things, having a teacher who's done the way and can give you hacks and really good systems and meditations that are very powerful and impactful, and the second and and hold the space for you because and then the tribe to 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 confirm that. Listen, this is not as difficult as you think it is. That's one thing that the tribe uh, tribe does. The second thing that the tribe does is they create a a collective consciousness that creates a field, an energetic field that is extremely powerful so that you can drop into those states like much easier, okay? So 
I want you to think of it as if there's a big rock and many people are trying to push the rock, one person is trying to push the rock up the hill. Okay, that's super challenging. Now you have like, whatever, 20, 30 people and they just run. It's almost like the rock is pushing itself up the hill, right? So when you're in a group meditation, it creates an energy field that is a transforming space that allows you to open portals that is very difficult to open when you're by yourself using guided meditation online, right? And this works on or offline. So it's not about, I need to go into a room and sit with people in a group meditation. Even if you do the group meditation online, it's the fact that you have 30, 40, 50, 100 people all focused in on pure consciousness, pure love. It creates a powerful field for transformation. Yeah, I I, uh, I hear you, and I think that what so I guess what you're speaking about is really it's a it's a practice of being present, which is the mindfulness practice, which is very similar to meditation. Um, and I have heard that from a collective point of view, the more when you're working with a group, it does expand the level of consciousness. Uh, and therefore, it is easy to drop into whatever you're going to be dropping into or tap into uh, mm-hmm. those resources to assist you being more mindful. Like you said, I'm just going to spend my day today with the children and I'm just going to park everything else. I, I love the fact that you were talking about the monkey mind and giving the banana a monkey, uh, the banana to the monkey to yes. so there's the, the monkey can zip it. Yes. <laughs> so I, I get that. The, the thing is, um, for most of us, we I always say we are walking, talking, living programs, right? So we mm-hmm. are very much uh, conditioned by the unconscious mind where we're, we're, we're just autopilot every single day. So for us to be conscious and be present, that's a practice in itself because a lot of us are very busy. So when you were talking about hacks, how does one do that? How does one can be present? Because I, I practice that myself every day, but it's not always mm-hmm. easy depending on how busy yeah. I am from external yeah. stuff. So one hack you could do is you can set an alarm on your the mobile phone that's going to ring every hour, okay? And every time the, that alarm rings, it's your it's your uh it's your be present now alarm, okay? And as soon as it rings, just stop for a second. Stop for a second. Breathe. Breathe. Take three deep breaths. Just keep breathing. Long breath. And just remember, this body is a container for your spirit that could leave at any second. So all of this stuff you're doing it's a game it's a dream you could wake up from the dream at any second right so that brings that awareness brings you back to be present look around you see the colors see where you are feel the vibe of the people you with get present right and i find that's very helpful for our students when they come on our campus they start to yeah, let me, let me, uh, they do this alarm thing. And it's amazing how much more awareness it brings to their day because it just reminds them to breathe and be present, right? So I talk a lot about shifting away from doing 
um, sort of mindlessly doing to doing from a place of being, right? So that means that your main focus is to stay grounded and centered while you stay in action, doing this, doing that, doing that, doing that, right? So, so that's one hack to use the phone thing. The other one is to understand the feminine and masculine energies, right? There's a time and a place for the, an energy. So a lot of us are just moving in masculine, 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 man, right? That's a do, do, do. And then it's very hard for us to switch to the feminine flow, right? Which is soft, intuitive, listening, more flow, breathe, respect, grounding. Yeah, gentle, gentle, soft, right? So, so I think understanding how these two energies are playing inside of your system and making sure that they balance and that you're not out of balance. So there's tasks that will require you to be in that male, you know, direction, flow, go, focus, power, bang, bang. And then can you switch out of that and, you know, be in the feminine flow, soft, gentle, talking slower, walking slower, stop, presence, right? So yeah, that's, I think, a, a good hack as well to just become aware of those energies inside of you. I, I love that. That's um, that's uh, I have heard about the anima and the animus, but the other thing too, it's it's um, being once again consciously aware that you are not acting. And I know there's a lot of entrepreneurs and uh, women and men in business that listen to our show that are always on the go 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 go. So what I'm hearing, Mahima, is you're saying there should be a balance of fifty to fifty percent, fifty percent male energy or masculine energy but also make sure you you have that 50 percent of female energy on a day-to-day basis is that what you're saying yeah i'm saying get them in balance you know because it's the yin yang right if you if you guys know the yin yang and if you can think of it also as as two spirals that kind of dance like this together right so so there's more of a harmony and flow inside of you and then you can Depending to the situation, you can adjust your energy accordingly, as opposed to just operating that one modus, right? Which is burnout. It's it's burnout. It's it's exhausting. It's tense. It's like right. So so yeah, absolutely. So it's less. It's because I I'm very careful to say balance because I think when you're one hundred percent needing that masculine flow, you just can use that and be in that. It's being able to turn that off and not just feel like it's the only thing that you know. And we know that a lot of what's happening in the world is because there's been a lot. I call it the toxic male energy. That's what I call it. Toxic masculine male energy that is, you know, it's just push it, push. All right. And it starts at school. Starts at school when, when you have to cram for those exams, right? And 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 then you've got sports and you've got exams and you've got this and you've got that and 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 it's just go 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 and this is push and there's no where's the space for hey just relax breathe feel your emotions it's okay to stop it's okay to not be worried about anything and just quiet be quiet and still so they're not teaching us that right so we have that naturally we're born with that wisdom. But then it just gets trained out of us and we become thinking, talking heads, right? Disconnected from our bodies, right? 
uh, and disconnected from our hearts. So that's where this all, you know, so we need to understand it's not just inside of us. It's also happening inside of the world. And most of the structures are created through this male energy, right? Um, it's, uh, it's just uh, not so long ago that women are having a stay in how things should be working. If you look at the whole system was created, you know, by men, right? How many ever thousands of years ago? And, you know, we have to learn this and we have to learn that and that. And so I think the more that, you know, the woman voice has space inside of the world, the more that the feminine voice, you know, can be seen as an authority, could start changing inside of organizations, inside of, you know, corporate, uh, you know, environments, inside of uh, school environments, you know, hopefully there will be more influence towards addressing, you know, teaching people more about being in their feminine flow because we all have these energies inside of us, right? But it's mostly trained on the masculine. So true. And I relate to that. We do a lot of corporate work. We do have a product, a, a program called the Feminine Leadership Antidote. And it's very mm. much uh, a lot of organizations, they try to fix up the system. Is what, you know, the male dominated or created by um, uh, the male energy. And so yes. you're trying to fix up a system which has been around for hundreds of years, which is a very hard system to break through. So what we do, it's an inside job. So we work with inside the women so they work through the system, push the system from the inside as a way yes. to work through it. But that's going to take some time, I think, to shift. You know, there's a lot of astrologists, they say we are moving or stepping into the rise of the women. The, the, yeah, the, the rise of the feminine. And I think that's very much what you're talking about. We are shifting into that paradigm. Yeah. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And women need to start trusting themselves more because there's still a lot of blockage in the, in the throat uh, chakra and expressing themselves, uh, afraid to be judged, afraid of people not agreeing, afraid of looking stupid, you know. And I think as more we find our authentic voice, you know, it takes courage to to step out against the the flow. You know, if everyone's going this way and you're like, wait a minute, okay, uh, can we try something? Could we just stop for a moment and change a little direction? It does take courage, but it's got to start at some point, right? So, hundred percent. And I think also it's it's also there's a big piece around vulnerability as well to you know because I myself was a woman that climbed the corporate ladder so I know what it's like to mm -hmm. you know because I looked at at um uh vulnerability as a sign of weakness so I never wanted to ask for help uh and yes. I got burnout I experienced burnout because of that because it was like yes. I didn't want to be seen as incompetent or weak yes. um so and and I see a lot of women do that they push 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 until they have a breakdown yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm so passionate about this. I'm so passionate about women. Like, let's stop this. It's self-abuse, right? So we've been abused and then we continue the abuse internally, right? So for me, the you know, in my in my seven-step formula, one of the key elements is self-love. And that means starting to be more kind and gentle and respectful to yourself. Uh, knowing how to set your boundaries with kindness and love, but still like, hey, that's it. I, I can give more. There is no more to give. And if I do give you more, 
I'm going to break. And I'm not prepared for that. I don't want that to happen. I'm standing up for myself. And I'm telling you right now, this is my, this is my limit, right? And, 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 and that's okay. That's okay. You, you'll actually get most of the time the opposite um, reaction to what you might think. And I know this because, you know, I have hundreds of students uh, that have been coming to our inner circle trainings and uh, where they really invest in themselves and invest in, in the Own Your Superstar training. And it's just amazing to see how they're so convinced that if they do the, themselves, it's not going to be received well, right? And the truth is that most people are going to receive it well. And of course, you're going to have, a, I, I call it the 80-20. You're going to have 20% that don't, that don't agree, that don't like it. That, but there's 80% that are cheering you on and going, thanks for being a leader, because you're expressing what maybe a lot of people want to express, but don't have the courage to. So you're always going to see people coming to you when you can be in that vulnerable space and just be yourself. That's always going to get like so many people onto your side because, you know, you said it authentic self be yourself don't try to calculate what you think people want you to be or do or, or, or say because that's exhausting and you know a one-way ticket to, bur to to burn you know burning yourself out as you said as you stay authentic in yourself you're just like i'm sorry love this job love everyone here but if i continue down this path i'm gonna harm myself and i'm not willing to do that right so let's look for solutions Let's look for solutions. Who can take what? You know, how can we delegate? How can we improve? Do we get somebody else on board? Do, what do we do? Right. And you'll be amazed to see the response that people are going to give you. Yeah. And I think that also, um, and, and the, the, the vulnerability piece is when you are in your vulnerability, you are actually giving permission to others to do the same. And I think to be your authentic self, a lot of people, um, uh, and I and I'm talking about men and women here. Uh, resist being their authentic self in case they are judged for being who they are, which I find it really bizarre because, like you said, to try to be somebody that you are not is exhausting because you are constantly have got this persona going on, so you're not being your true self. But not only that, the other thing is that you are saying and doing. What others want you to do, so it's people pleasing, which goes mm -hmm. back to what you were saying the the throat chakra. I believe that's very ancestral. What do you, yes, what do you absolutely. think that is brought absolutely. down? Yeah, yes, generational um, habit uh, uh, that has been passed down of 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 don't speak, and it and and it it's a uh, you know it it happens around a lot around sexual misconduct in families, right? Um, it happens with this sort of men somehow positioning themselves as the authority, right? And so then as women, we, we've somehow got stuck in that role of, yeah, you know, guys, guys are bad. So many women, you'll be amazed, are telling me so often, they'll come to me, they're like, Mahima, I'm, I'm such a mess. And my husband, he's amazing. He's amazing. He's such a great guy. He's a, like, and I'm like, you know, like, how can it be that every woman 
is a mess and her husband's a great guy, right? So this shows that this is a pattern of how women think about themselves and where they position men, right? So the guy can be not working on himself, not like, oh, I'm peaceful. Look at you, the, you need the meditation. You need the workshop. Honey, I'm good. I'm good. And they've convinced them that they're, they're okay. But we know they're messy too. We know that they have their issues that they need to be working on, right? And, and women have accepted that. Yeah, I'm the messy one. I'm the messy one, right? Because that's what is, you know, is being told to them. Um, and, and, you know, with, with, you know, that male energy, that's just like, yeah, I'm good, honey. I'm good. <laughs> it's so true. I can relate to that. Be, I've seen it in action. So absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> So one thing I do want to unpack before we got on the show, you were talking about you're on your day 16 of a water fast for our tribe. Talk us through, that would be a work in itself from a mindset perspective. So how do you work through the mind when the mind goes, come on, Mahima, it's time to have some food now? Yeah, so basically the first three or four days, I would say four days is where you're battling the most with with a natural with a, st- a stronger urge towards wanting to put food into your body right but if you've been kind of like cleansing with a little bit less you know junky food and you've already been taking care of yourself so you kind of ease your way into it right then your body's anyway used to you know less and it's kind of ready so you, you need to grip yourself right and and so then when you start you know the first four days are going to be challenging because there's a certain break point where your body gets it. There's no food coming. Okay. <laughs> and it stops asking for it. It literally stops asking for food. Okay. And it's very happy with whatever you're giving it. And it's very rare that you feel actual hunger. It's And, it, and it's just like for a flash. It's just like a flash of something like, and then poof, it's gone. So it's amazing how resilient the body is. It finds resources because obviously it's going to be using whatever resources are on your body to burn and to make sugar to keep you going. So, but the hunger after around day four is gone, right? So it's so much easier. Then it's just a, a question. It's a mind game for yourself. You need to be able to take care of yourself if you do something like this. Like I can adjust my schedule. I can decide how many meetings I'm going to have on there. I can decide to go and rest, even though this particular uh, fast, I'm on day 16, just drinking water, um, water and herbal teas, right? Um, And I did put a little few drops of stevia inside of my herbal tea. So that's been what's going on. And and it's, it's like you start, you're rebooting your system. You see your skin starting to clear. You feel your mind starting to totally wash away, um, you know, any kind of confusion or chaotic here, there, there, that all goes away. And you're just totally quiet and present. It's so easy to focus and be present. Um, so brain fog, all of that goes away. Some people struggle a lot in the beginning with headaches if they've been drinking coffee. If they've been so, I've had a smooth ride. I have to say, I, 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 I'm I'm surprised myself how smooth this particular event has been. I haven't had any headaches. I haven't had any anything like uh, weird. 
in the first week I was trying to work out as well. And then I realized that um, this is going to make it too hard. When I got to like day seven, I was like, okay, I got to chill a bit with this working out story because I was really going to gym classes. I was going to the gym. I was pushing weights. And and I did that in the first week. And I thought, no, 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 this is not going to work if I want to continue. Um, I planned to do 14 days. I got to 14 days. I was like, so like, oh, my God, I'm loving this. And then I decided to tag another four days onto it. So I'm just ending uh, the, the day 16. I have like 40 more, 48 more hours. And, you know, it's it's a powerful exercise in inner healing and transformation. I feel like I've literally lost stuff that I've been carrying around for years because that's also what happens. Your your body shreds, you know, stuff that you've been carrying around and it just drops off your body. So there's the, the that physical lightness and the mental and emotional clarity. So it's really a, an amazing feeling. I feel radiant. I feel powerful. I feel centered and grounded. And I just I just want to go on with this. So after, you know, the 48 hours are over, I'm going to see how I can keep riding this wave for as long as possible. So probably juicing, probably uh, eating super light uh, and, and just taking advantage of what I've created in my system from this. That is amazing. Uh, I'm amazed that you haven't passed out for the first week, especially when you're exercising. That's extraordinary. <laughs> but I have heard a lot of it, more so people, I've heard people do that kind of thing when they've had chron- something chronically wrong with their body. They've actually, I've heard people heal cancer through water fasting. And so when you're talking about stuff just dropping off, it's even like mm-hmm. emotional baggage they had carried on from a past trauma or all during their lifetime is that what you mean when you think yes. like dropping off like emotional stuff you've been carrying 100 100 like uh covid the covid time um i i had a lot of challenges i really had to grow up there was uh on all the levels on uh on a business level on a personal level there was just like uh, i call it a shit storm that's what i call it okay <laughs> it's like one thing happens and you're like okay okay and then another thing happens and then and you're like it, when's this going to end? And that's why I say when, you know, when good times are rolling, lean in, lean in, do a happy dance every day. When, you know, when things are working out for you, don't even hesitate, celebrate. So, because you don't know when something's going to happen to start bringing in different type of experiences, right? So lucky for me, I have all of the tools to be able to deal with all of the craziness that, you know, has been, especially 2021. That, that was just, uh, 2020, uh, sorry, 2021 was still like, yeah, this is, it's, it's, it's crazy, but it's decent. But 2022, ooh, ooh, that was like big lessons for mama. So, um, so I've just, so, so I feel like this fast has helped me process very deeply and, uh, all of that stuff that happened, the lessons, uh, that I've learned from all of this. And some of the uh, the pain and the things that I went through is just kind of washed it out of my system. So this feels really amazing. And yes, you can heal physical ailments because the body goes to repair when there's no digestion and there's no busyness with that. It goes in, you know, the, the body says, okay, let, let's start to fix. Let's start to fix. So it goes and starts fixing everything that, you know, usually the energy was going to the digestion. It's a pretty amazing phenomenon 
mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Love it. And I love the fact that if you were talking back, it's 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 interesting to hear everyone has their own, I guess, um, experience during that chaotic time in 2021 and 2022. I love the fact that you learned lessons from it. Mm-hmm. Are you happy to share maybe just one lesson, like a big lesson you learned during that time? So one thing that I learned is that when you uh, have a business and you put together a team, you have to be very, very selective to make sure that you choose the right energetic combinations for your team according to yourself and your values, right? So I would say before this, I was more like, uh, what does this person can do? Like what's their what's their talent, okay? And I wasn't so focused on what is their energy? How do they feel? What do they bring to the team energetically, right? Spiritually, emotionally. So I was just more, if they can do a good job in their, in their given role, that's all that matters. So I realized that no, <laughs> that is not all that matters. You need to put together a team where you can create a feeling of safety, of trust, of, of, of everybody being able to, 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 to be in this uh, c- cocoon of, of, of the business and the transformation that you're trying to do with the inside of the business. But then there was one of my biggest lessons was, was, was team building and management inside of my business, right? Because, uh, yeah, because, you know, because things got rough and, you know, people's energy was tri- tripping. I was also tripping as well. I, I you know, I admit it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that being said, uh, some of the things that happened were heartbreaking, right? And I just don't want to experience that again. So I want to make sure that moving forward, I select people in a completely different criteria. 100%. I totally, uh, I'm aligned with that and I agree with that because you can teach somebody skills, but you can't teach them um the like you said the energy the emotions how they show up their you know their their attitude like that's going to be something that's within them which is yeah that's a really big one so thank you for sharing that it's amazing Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. before we wrap up i would love to uh maybe unpack your book a little bit uh, a rebel guide to inner peace so for our viewers and listeners uh what are they what will they find in the book They will find my three steps to inner peace. And I won't give away the secret of what those are, but those are three foundational pieces that will make, you know, you talked inner peace. What what is that? How do we do it? So it gives you the the how-to on inner peace. And it, 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 it helps you. I share stories about my adventures. So it's entertaining to read, but it's also a how to get inner peace into your daily life. And I break it down into these three amazing steps. And, um, you know, it, it, it is, uh, I think that, that what people need to understand is you've got to become more focused on what you think than what other people think, right? A lot of us want to belong and we want to fit in. But sometimes we're trying to belong and fit into places that don't belong and fit into us, right? So I hear a lot of clients come in like, oh, Mahima, I'm surrounded by a narcissist. I'm surrounded by negative people. And I'm like, you can change that, sweetie. That is something in your power, okay? 
So yeah, you don't need to stay where you are and and just try to accept everything. You can you can transform your life, but until you find that peace within yourself that allows you first of all to be more kind and gentle to others because you learn to when you go for inner peace you learn to be kind and gentle to yourself, right? And you learn to respect that you're not going to be perfect all the time. You have flaws. You have a shadow. You need to actually look at your shadow. Yeah. that. Oh, there you are. The ugly Mahima. Yeah. The, 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 the beast Mahima. She's here. And yes, the brilliant Mahima, the, the, the peaceful, the charming. She's there too. So you need to accept yourself as you are in all of the aspects, right? That is the inner peace game. And then as you do that, you find that you're, observation of others is also shifting you have more compassion and more kindness to the people around you because you see you can also notice the that there's good thing in everybody even the most vicious weird person if you know you spend enough time with them you'll see a kindness you'll see a, a goodness you'll see because it's in there it's in all of us it's our human nature we cannot escape it right and then of course there's the broken side that has different degrees of of uh, of brokenness depending on you know what has happened in people's childhoods, right? So, I, did I answer your question? Just yeah, abso- absolutely. I-, I was just listening to what you were talking about, and it's I think it's really important uh, that also, even though I love the fact that identifying your shadow aspect, but also mm-hmm. it, it's it's interesting because you were talking about boundaries before. It is also important that. When and then this goes back to the women trying to fix things up too. When there is broken, because I'm sure everyone's had their own experiences throughout their life, they've had some sort of trauma, whether it's a big trauma or little trauma. Um, mm-hmm. But it's not also, it's not um, boundaries really play a part of it. It's, yes, you can see people in a different light, but it's also do you allow these people into your life? Because, like you say, it's not aligned with who you are, which is really important yes. too. Mm. absolutely so then you change you change you need to have the courage to let go even friends that have been in your life since childhood if they bring in toxicity they can be i call it there's three circles there's the inner circle middle circle and and opportunities new opportunities that's my relationship tool that i'm just sharing in a nutshell right so the people in your inner circle need to be people that nurture your soul where they really are going to support you to grow. They, they don't, they're not obsessed with you doing what they want you to do. They're more interested in you following your dreams and doing whatever you want to do. And there's, there's just going to be, a, a, maybe no one will be in your inner circle for a while because you need to be in your inner circle, right? You need to be giving yourself permission for all of those things. But let's say you've done that. Now you can let others in, you know, that frequency, you know what that feels like to be around people where... You feel elevated. You feel like, yes, but they also challenge you, right? Those people are also going to go, hey, didn't you say you want this? So why are you going this way, right? Let you, what you want is this way. So how, how do we stop moving this way, right? So I think that's the inner circle. Then most of the people, the, the narcissists, the, the, the strange people, they, they need to be moved to the people you know circle. So that means you can still interact with them. They're just not bugging you energetically right? You're not trying to get something out of them that doesn't exist. So they can be in your uh, people you know circle. Those are people you can invite to your 50th birthday. If you want to have 100 people there, they're not going to be 100 people in a circle. They're going to be people coming from the people you know circle, right? And you can create, you can create, 
great connections with those people once you know what their limits are of what they can offer you and you're not trying to get something more, right? So then you can create more healthy relationships with those people. And then there's the uh, outer circle, which is the new opportunities. And most people forget about the circle because they're so busy with their family and the friends that they do know that they don't get that this new possibility circle is where magic happens. Magic happens for your business and magic can also happen for your personal life. When you allow new people to come in with new energy, new ideas, new vibe, right? And, and, and maybe help you elevate in different areas that you need elevation in. So you really want to take care to make sure you're letting those new opportunities, that you take time for them, that you look for them, and that you honor them when they come into your life. Yeah. I love that. I, I've not heard about and the opportunity circle. It's really interesting how we can be so comfortable in, in our our own skin, uncomfortable in our environment, but we don't let people into our circle, which is, I love the way that yeah. you described it. So, so Mahima, the way that we wrap up the show is always, we love to leave our tribe three shiny golden nuggets. They could be like three practical exercises. So what are those three shiny golden nuggets that you would like to leave for our audience today? Okay, so the three shiny nuggets, let's see. I would love you to to take time to understand the ego mind versus your soul, right? These are two aspects of yourself. And it's worth learning about this because once you understand the ego mind versus your soul, you can unlock and not be a prison inside of your mind where that monkey is driving your decisions because the voice of the monkey is louder than the voice of your heart, the voice of your soul, the voice of your spirit, right? So take the time to do meditations, to be around people that can teach about consciousness, about self-awareness, so you start to understand. No, those collective consciousness thoughts are not your thoughts, right? And that's not, you know, the way that that voice is driving you could be unhealthy, could be toxic, could be cruel, could be all kinds of things until we learn to turn it off and switch on the voice of the soul. So that's one thing. The other thing is um, uh, when people talk about purpose, because I know people are very like, what's my purpose, Mahima? What's my purpose? What's my goal? Like, like right? Um, I want you to think about purpose in two forms. One is there is the purpose of your soul. Okay, and your soul is not attached to your body because when your body dies, your soul will continue on its journey. Whether you doesn't matter where the soul goes to, that's another out of the scope of this discussion. But there is a part of you that's your soul, that's your spirit, that is inside of this body. And your purpose, your first and most important purpose, is to reconnect with your soul. This act of reconnecting with your soul to be able to live the best life you can. So because you're grounded, you're more centered, you're more gentle, loving, kind, respectful human for yourself and others is more important than the purpose of being a coach, being a cook, being a chef, being an a, 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 a entrepreneur, right? A lot of us put focus on that as purpose, but look at the world. There are people that found their purpose of, I just want to be a coach. I just want to be uh, whatever it is. 
it doesn't lead to happiness. It doesn't lead to feeling centered, feeling fulfilled. What you're looking for is not outside of you. It's inside of you. So your purpose is twofold. One is to know the purpose of the soul, which is to connect back to yourself. And the other is the purpose of your body, which is now that you're connected to yourself, now that you're feeling powerful, what do you want to do with this power? Yeah. Do you want to put it into coaching? Do you want to put it into helping people build their businesses? Do you want to put it into uh, whatever it is you want, you know, cooking and, you know, helping people with healthy food? Yeah. But do it from a place of centeredness and groundedness, because that's what's going to make your life extraordinary. And the last one is um, the, what the superpower, right? So we just talked about that now. It's the purpose of the body. I call it your genius. Okay. That's where confidence for the, what I call the little me, okay, the little me, Mahima, confidence comes from knowing what your superpower is. Now, I see people trying to wear five hats. They haven't succeeded in any of these directions. So, of course, it creates a feeling of, well, am I really enough? Am I there? Yeah. So, choose a path. If you're going to go with the coach, then go all in and see how as far as you can take that. If it's the cooking thing, take that and run as far as you can go, try to reach the highest heights, try to really untap that potential inside of whatever it is you've decided to do. That is so much more fulfilling than jumping, jumping, jumping and feeling, I'm not really good at anything, right? So get someone to help you. We do this on our campus to figure out what is your genius? Yeah, what is the thing you want to dedicate your life to mastering? It makes life so much more fun when you know what that is. So that's basically it, uh, Catherine. <laughs> I love all three, and I'm big on that too. I think we're here, our purpose here is to expand and to connect with the soul. And then whatever else comes after that, that's whether you want to call that. I love the fact that you said it's two purpose, then that's that's your joy or your genius. I love that. Absolutely love it. So, Mahima, where is the best place for our tribe to find you? Where do you hang out the most? So um, I actually have a gift for everybody. Is it okay if I mention that quickly? Yes, yes. Okay, so you can find this free gift at the mahimamindset.com. I always like to joke that Mahima is like mama with a high in between. So M-A-H-I-M-A, the mahimamindset.com. And then you will get my international best-selling book, which is... Um, with my three step uh, uh, steps to inner peace, I'm going to give you a seven days reprogram your mind because negative belief patterns are what stop us from being able to really expand, as you so beautifully put it, Catherine, and and have clarity about what we want, where we're going. And in my seven days reprogram your mind, I'm going to help you to get to shift perspective so you see yourself and the world in a different light. Um, and then I'm going to also offer my 21-day meditation challenge, which gives you, whether you're an advanced meditator or just beginning, you're going to love it because it's 15 minutes to just center, ground. And I take a topic, we work on a different topic each day. So let's say the topic is love or the topic is fear or the topic is um, whatever it is. And we will meditate on this topic. And uh, I use silence as a, as a way. So there's no music. There's just you and yourself, and my guidance, and it will help you to really get into yourself and connect it to your soul. So those are three gifts. 
totally free. You just have to go to the mahimamindset.com and put in, you'll see it there. It will pop up right there and you can have access to that. So that is a gift I'd like to offer your community. Thank you so much. We'll have that in the show notes. Mahima, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show and sharing your story and your wealth of wisdom with us. So thank you so very much for your time and your energy. Thank you, Catherine. I love, you know, supporting women like yourself that are just putting all of this beauty into the world, working on yourself and supporting others to elevate. So it has just been such a joy for me. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you so very much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard and this topic really resonated with you and you think it will help others, please click on share show with your friends to help make a difference. And if you want to be part of our mission to help empower the conscious people of this world to learn and grow, then the best way to get involved is to click on follow show or leave a review on iTunes so that we can give you a shout out on the show. If you have been a long time listener of the show, you know we are big on delivering content that is valuable for you. Content that will address your pain points. So if you have any questions or ideas for a podcast show, please reach out and we will create the content to meet your needs. Yes, you heard right. If you have topics, themes or special guests that you want to hear from, please send us a note to support at katherineplano.com.au and we will create a show especially for you. Wherever you are in the world, sending you love, blessings and peace. Namaste. Namaste.